Dropping gems from Keisha Christian. She's on a mission, sharing information, knowledge for souls, body and mind. Dropping gems, KeishaGems.com. KeishaGems.com. Welcome to episode six of Just Dropping Gems podcast. My name is Keisha Christian, holistic lifestyle coach, author, and owner of Keisha's Gems LLC. This episode is sponsored by hashtag Pure Romance by Venice. Venice Richards, your Pure Romance consultant, inspires women to enhance their intimate lives and take care of their sexual health. Book your party with her today. All the information is in the show notes or description box below. My co-host on this episode entitled The Power of Forgiveness for Emotional and Spiritual Healing is mental health practitioner Fiona Charles Richards. She is a clinical psychology doctoral candidate and mental health practitioner from Antigua and Barbuda, West Indies. Welcome to the show, Fiona. So excited to have you on as my co-host today. Thanks for having me, Keisha. Yes, and I have to tell everyone, this is my lovely cousin. We are family. (laughs) And I'm so excited to have her on because she has helped me so much. She has no idea what she has done for my life. I don't think you understand. So it's just an honor for me. It's a big honor for you to this, you know, to decide to do this with me. And I'm so grateful for that. So I just have to let the world know. This is my family, <laughs> my beautiful cousin. I hope Thanks you for smile. <laughs> so today we're going to be, this is actually um, a two-part series. Um, today we're going to be focusing on emotional healing and the importance of that um, when maintaining your uh, mental health. Um, as I have been constantly saying that um, when we're dealing with holistic um, living, it definitely has to deal with your mind, body, and spirit. So you, you need to, in order to live the most optimal, healthy life, you need to check in with your mental health. So um, tonight, we're, or today, I should say, we're going to be talking about um, emotional healing and um, things you could do to help with um, healing yourself emotionally something for us to look at. Um, We're going to be talking about different techniques and um, strategies that you could use. And all of that will be down in the show notes. So if you want to check out where to go, what websites, the links, I'll provide all of that for you in the show notes. Now, um, my cousin, or I should say Fiona, or the future Dr. Fiona Charles, um, she has... um, Um, visited um, several Caribbean islands um, teaching certain techniques and strategies to help people with emotional healing. And um, I asked her to come on as my co-host to discuss some of these strategies. So Fiona? Hi. Hi, the floor is all yours. (laughs) All right. Uh, Once again, thanks for having me. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Anything that has to do with talking about mental health, I am... I see it as a grand opportunity to help others. Uh, When we talk about the whole idea of mental health, I think people think that the the whole stigma that's attached to it is disconcerting 
because people think that if we talk about mental health, it means that I'm crazy. Uh, and that's a language that I really don't like. So I'm hoping that by getting these type of messages out that we'll have less people using that terminology because when we think about mental health, mental health can stem from anywhere from having depression or anxiety to having a neurological developmental disorder because all those are classified as having fall within the DSM as mental health challenges. And uh, so persons need to be more aware and more conscious of what it means to have a challenge and not simply see it as being crazy. Um, mental illness looks at anything that is disruptive to your normal day of functioning in terms of anything that distracts you from being able to enjoy now. I mean, like when we think sometimes persons get caught up in thinking about the future and it makes them extremely anxious to the point where they can't eat or they can't sleep or they can't even do their regular chores or interact with their friends as they used to. That is when it has not, it's not just having that little worry about tomorrow, but it's now gone into something different. And so that is when we look at the whole idea of what mental illness or mental health challenges are. Um, it's kind of like we're now taking the stigma away from it. Yes, we must take the, the, the stigma away because with the stigma, we see also see that a lot of persons do not seek help. And if we look at the global statistics, we see that there has been, there are over 200 million people living with some sort of mental health challenge. Yes. Right? Um, and uh, depression is one of the highest numbers of mental health challenges within the world and it contributes a lot to suicides uh, because persons are not sure how do I go about and say that hey I wake up and I still feel tired or I don't have any appetite or I don't sleep well at night or I don't enjoy doing the things I used to like to do and for some persons, some people might say, oh, I just feel depressed today. But it's so much more than just feeling depressed is when it's ongoing. Yeah. When that has gone on for several days into weeks, into months, it's no longer just having a feeling of being down today. It's more than just that. And so once we remove the stigma, then we can have more people seeking help and the various services within their areas so that we can have persons enjoying the life that they were intended to have. Exactly. So um, when, while you were, um, you mentioned when we were um, having our conversation a little earlier, you mentioned that there's two islands in the Caribbean that you, um, you visited and you taught them, um, you taught the attendees to the workshops because I did notice that you had some workshops that um yes i had some locally here in antigua i had some I had one in barbuda and i had two in anguilla mm -hmm. between 2016 and um in 2018 so my first trip in anguilla was right after we had a hurricane and it was a psychosocial support um and so we dealt with some of those strategies the first time and then the next time we were looking at the whole idea of the self and we look at the group dynamics and then we realized that 
in order for us to function every day with people, mm-hmm. there's things that are within us, things that happened when we were five years old, things that happened to us when we were growing up, the names people called us, the, the stuff that we were carrying because maybe um, our dad or our mom didn't want us or we were abused. And a lot of those things, we, 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 we as African-Caribbean, African-American people, we, we hold on to so much stuff, yeah. Yeah, and we have a habit of saying, oh, I, I, me, me don't forget about that. Yes. Oh, I and, forgot and, about it. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And the truth and fact of the matter is we've just ignored it. We have just pushed it down. Exactly. And so you, you find that those things are shaping us and they're festering in us. They're, they're affecting how we relate in our intimate relationships, in our friendships, with our, our relationships with our children, with our colleagues, exactly. how, we, how we just go forward with life. And it's just that stuff, you know, that we carry around, not realizing that we haven't really dealt with it. We haven't really forgiven the past. We've just kind of ignored it. It's something that we're good at doing because what does it mean? We were taught though, but because yeah. our parents probably were going through the same thing. So it's generational. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about post-slavery, the things that those people dealt with or, you know, our ancestors dealt with. And now it's passed down into now our generation and now we're dealing with it. Yeah, because even think of, let's even think about the whole idea of gender relations. Let's think about that even for a minute. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of men are supposed to be strong. Men are not supposed to show emotion. So can you imagine a man saying that I'm going to go get some help? No. That's why they probably don't go to the doctor. And so you find that, I mean, like, I'm sure the number of men to female, women to men is the same in relation to having mental health challenges, it's just that men don't go forward enough mm-hmm. to say that there's something, you know, I'm dealing with something and I can't cope with this. And so what you find happen is that, and, and it's sad because whereas a woman will be likely to attempt suicide, a man is more likely to commit suicide. Yes. And they tend to be more, um, their, their strategy for suicide tends to be more violent. Yeah. Yeah. More so than the woman will like, Mm -hmm. women will most likely take pills or whatever, but a man will actually, um, hang himself, um, take a gun, put it to his head. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And you know, it's, and as you said, those are things that you see coming down throughout the varying histories of our people. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So what are some strategies or techniques that we could use to help um, us with uh, emotional healing? First is the whole idea of acknowledging that everything is not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is so important for us to acknowledge first and foremost that, hmm, that I'm angry all the time that I'm sad all the time, that my relationships are ending constantly and recognize that there is something not quite right. And so I think that that's a first, the first step is acknowledging. 
that something is something needs some work. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody has had something difficult happen in their life that they haven't dealt with, um, and not really looked at it as possibly the root cause of some of their issues. And so, yes, the first thing is acknowledging. Because once we have acknowledged that something is not quite right, then we can have an honest conversation about what's wrong. And when we have identified what's wrong or the things that we've thought about ourselves or the things that we have internalized, sometimes you're walking around with even other people's stuff, you know, um, in terms of the rejection that you may, a person may have felt from their dad or their mom, um, maybe the dad or mom left them on somebody's doorstep or neglected them or was abusive, is possibly because they too were broken and they had no idea how to love. Yeah. So when we acknowledge, so first we acknowledge, then we recognize that, you know, something is, we, there are things that we need to work on and that we're maybe even walking around with other people's things, their stuff, and start identifying, you know, how do I think about myself? How do I feel about myself? I remember even having a client one time who could not say, I love you to herself. Yeah, but she didn't, because she probably didn't learn how to love herself, so she had to learn that all over again. And so she... She thought she had such a hard time, Keisha. Um, she did not. She said, "No, this is not my job. The job—that's somebody else's job to love me." When it was really her job to love herself first, you know. Uh, and so you, we have to recognize that anything that happens in our life first begins with us. So we acknowledge, then we identify identify the different areas in our lives. And then we, when, once we have identified the things that we have talked about ourselves, think about ourselves, feel over the years, made to feel, be made to feel over the years, um, those things are important. Because I remember being made to feel that as if something was wrong with me for a very long time um, when I was, was younger, before I really got into the idea of psychology because um, I had a dad who really didn't want me um, until I started doing well in the world. And then he goes, oh, that's my daughter. Um, I had uh, friends who used to just leave. And then I recognized it really wasn't their problem. It was mine. It was yeah. how I viewed myself because of the external situations. Isn't it amazing how perception, once you change your perception about something, life has such a, a different outlook? Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. definitely. So we acknowledge and we identify. And once we have identified, then we have to be willing to release. Exactly. And release comes through a little... It was something I was taught in my, my psychology um, trainings. And it was by one of my mentors, and she's also an NLP and an MER practitioner. And uh, she used to say that, you know, when we start feeling ourselves getting angry about something, 
that's something somebody did in our mind we have to shift our unconscious and we have to change our unconscious to saying i love you i'm sorry please forgive me and thank you and i was curious to find out what is it, this thing that i was supposed to be saying can you repeat that again i love you i love you please forgive me and please thank you me and thank you yeah so i was curious to find out what what was this thing she had us saying constantly you know when we started feeling ourselves become angry because of something somebody else was doing and I discovered that it was a Hawaiian tradition. It was a Hawaiian healing ritual called the Ho'oponopopono. And I have adopted it as part of something that I do with my clients and something I do in my seminars and my trainings with people. When they're trying to deal with things, but not recognizing that they must first acknowledge and identify those things within themselves first. And so when we would have identified all of the things, like so sometimes you might find people say, I don't think I'm beautiful. I'm not lovable. I am, I am worthless. What that ritual does is recognize that all those things that you were saying about yourself has created a negative perception of how you view the world and the people you interact with. Can you repeat the technique again? The Hawaiian technique that you mentioned? Repeat it again, please. It's called the Hopo Nopo Pono. Okay. And it's I it's it has four steps, four short phrases, and it's I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. Because the whole idea is that when we say i love you and you're saying i love you it's i love you as in me talking to myself in a reflective manner that i am worthy of love i am awesome i am worthy and because I'm all those things, I have to love me. You know what I see? I could actually see someone doing this standing in front of a mirror. Yeah. That's how you do the exercise, standing in front I, of a mirror? What I normally do is that sometimes I incorporate it with other things depending on what the, the person is dealing with. So depending on what the person is dealing with, when, is, when they're dealing with um, like sexual trauma, the approach has to be a little different mm -hmm. because they have, and that's the other part that we'll talk about and we can combine them again when we speak about the other, um, the two part and in the second part, yeah. because when we look at the different types of, you know, how trauma can impact you and what you can do to release that, that first aspect of it. But for persons who are working on self-esteem, definitely um, they can, they can look at the mirror and do that. Um, well, you know, in the Caribbean, half the things sometimes we're very short on resources. So yeah. you get creative, you know, you get creative. Yeah. And, um, but what sometimes I even do with some of the clients when they're doing this is that we, I play some um, Zen meditation music. Nice, nice. Right. And um, 
have them slow their breathing as they say it and they're going to say it until they feel that release um so it's not a something that so you're actually thinking about those things that you would have you would have thought about yourself you would have viewed yourself for a while and you're slowly allowing yourself to say those words for the first time to yourself like you never have before and truly feel the power of what it means to say i love you to yourself yes that is really powerful now that i um, i'm sitting here and i'm i'm listening to you it's um when we are going through emotional healing one of the things we need to do is look at self and realize that you are enough you are worthy right you 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 are important you belong um and actually this was something i used to do with my students i never did this technique but um as an educator oh my cousin was an educator as well she's just so <laughs> smart i just love her anyway <laughs> so um as an educator one of the things i did was i used to do mantras with my students so i'm thinking mm -hmm. about this is like a sort of mantra by saying, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love you, you know, forgive me, you know. I'm yes, and you know, you have to allow yourself. And, and then after you'd have said, I love you, you really have to allow yourself to forgive yourself mm -hmm. for the fact that you've taken on the burden of something that wasn't even yours to carry in the first place. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and, and so for the parents who are listening, you know, you have to be so aware of, what you say when you're angry, what you do when you're not having a good day, what you say when you yourself are dealing with your own emotional stuff around your children, because they're, they're often internalizing what they hear. Like, I passed one test, but I didn't pass it enough. And instead of saying, good job, you know, and just celebrate for that moment, and then maybe the day after and said, you know, you did good on that test, but I know you can do better, you know? So let's see how we can work on that as opposed to, oh, oh, so what am I waste my money for, you know? And a yeah, lot of I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, say you get a 98 instead of mm -hmm. saying, oh, you did a great job. Oh, where's the other two points? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think that people forget that their child is starting to wander am i ever going to be good enough yes exactly and, and i struggle with that you know off you know how our family is keisha yeah that's what i'm saying because i know about the caribbean parents yeah. <laughs> you know how our family is and i remember being compared a lot me too i know what you're talking members. about me too like um oh so and so i'm going to this school Oh, um, she got into the this, this, and, and I'm like thinking, okay, can you shut up already? In my head. Mm. But you know, you know, to say that to our elders, we're going to meet up, we're going to Oh, no, we couldn't say that. You be, or, um, be, or we are not just, or, or something to that extent. You <laughs> know? feet under. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in the Caribbean, there's no rule about getting spanked. <laughs> Although now I see that they're getting better because we are becoming more enlightened in certain Yes, they, they are getting better. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, for a while I was like, there were times when I was so focused on doing as good as, as opposed to just doing my own thing, you know? 
Um, and so, you know, parents have to be very careful. But for those, those persons who have grown up thinking that they weren't enough, the whole idea of forgiving yourself for taking on somebody else's insecurity. Because I think our parents in their, their loving but unclear view, mm-hmm. um, they, wanted, they wanted good things for us, but it wasn't the right message. Yeah, they wanted the best for us. And I mean, and, and in my parents' defense, they did the best they could. So yeah, they, and, uh, now, in retrospect, when they look back, I'm sure they probably say, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have done that. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, but for those persons who've grown up thinking, you know, because of what their parents did or how they dealt with them, you know, they may have thought for a long time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm never going to amount to anything. I can't do this and I can't do that. And so it's important for us to now forgive ourselves for even thinking for a moment that somebody else's opinion, no matter who it was, was the all in all exactly and i have to say i've gone through that going feeling though i'm not good enough i'm not smart Mm -hmm. enough i felt like that for many years and it's not until like i started to realize and started doing mantras and realizing you know i am enough i am smart you Mm -hmm. know i am worthy you know Mm -hmm. and when i started doing these mantras and like i said i started doing it with students my perception had changed and mm-hmm. I noticed the energy people had towards me changed as well because mm-hmm. of what I was attracting to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we have, to, we have to allow ourselves to forgive. And so, you know, in that part where it says, I forgive you. I forgive you, Fiona, for thinking so small of yourself. Mm-hmm. I forgive you for thinking that you were unworthy and that you were not perfectly and wonderfully made just the way you are i forgive you for for thinking that you were ever a failure you know and so those are some of the things that happen when you're going through that whole idea of when you say i forgive you yes right Mm -hmm. and then we go into the i'm sorry i'm so sorry i am so sorry I didn't think I was worthy. Yes, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Girl, you're 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 gorgeous. I'm so sorry for making you think that you were not. And thank you, because at the end of the day, you have learned, you have grown, you have recognized who you are, and just to allow yourself to go through this this process. You have to thank yourself for allowing yourself to be open to the healing, to be open to the lesson. And even just to think about when we, when we, even, and then after we would have worked on ourselves, we now have to think about the persons who would have put in these things that we are still having challenges talking to. We're still having, you know, that feeling, that tension when we think about them. We also have to give them that. We have to release them out of our spirits. And now that we would have released our thoughts about ourselves, we have to release the person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
when you think about all the negative things that they were saying, I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, meaning that it's really not about, it's really not about the whole idea of, oh, why do I need to say sorry to somebody who has abused me or has said all these negative things about me? It's I'm sorry that you did not see me. You took advantage of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry that you were not strong enough to recognize who I was. I am so sorry that whatever happened in your life, that you thought that I should have lived in the shadow of your pain. Yeah. They didn't see your greatness. That's what I'm thinking as you are, you're speaking because they probably were looking down at themselves and Mm -hmm. because they couldn't see the greatness in them. They couldn't Mm -hmm. see it in you. Cause I do believe we are reflections of each other. Yeah. Because hurt people hurt people. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's, Hurt people hurt people. It's, it's, it's cliche to most people, but it's so true because only people who are carrying around hurts and insecurities put them and project them onto others. Yes. In an effort to feel strong within themselves, in an effort to gain some control over their own lives. Yes. Right? And so, you know, you have to, and then you go, I forgive you. And when you say, I forgive you, yes, yes, I forgive you for all the stuff you made me carry that had nothing to do with me. Yes. I'm sorry. I I forgive you for, for, for everything that you have done to hurt me and make me not see myself. And I'm thankful for the lesson that my interaction, however painful it was, has taught me. Because I mean, like, if we look at both of us, if I, well, when I look at my life, there is no way, Keisha, that I would have been this person if it had not been for my story, if it had not been for the things that I have gone through, if I wasn't a girl who was rejected by her father for over 18 years. I mean, like, when people look at me and say, I remember giving a presentation to some boys in their, in what we call, um, what you guys call juvenile hall. Yeah. And, um, one said to me, oh, you up there with your fancy degree and talking all this stuff and whatever, whatever. But what do you know about struggle? He said that to the wrong person. <laughs> he said that to the wrong person. <laughs> so you know your cousin broke out in the Antiguan dialect and started one thing. I said to him, boss, I know what it means to go to bed hungry. I know what it means to only be able to eat what you have. I know what it means to go a week during my during university, even without any money and any food. 
I know what it means to eat raw sweet potato and that was it for the night. While they smell like the person doing barbecue and whatever down the street. I mean like, I, I remember my grandmother waking up at four o'clock in the morning to, I mean, like, go to the market. And I mean like, now when I see her with her arthritis, I know it's because of all that stuff that she had to do just to ensure that my granddaughter isn't going to come out like me. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, I had to say that. I said, I know what it means not to have a dad and to have a man who lives right next to my school walk in and out every day past my school and never ask how my daughter is doing. I know what it felt like to have a mother who was so angry with this man that she looked at her daughter and saw him and she just lashed out in anger every time she saw me. And she thought that, God, this this picnic that I give me that looked like he poofed and like yeah and it's it's amazing because when I hit 21 I started looking like my mother it was it was weird but at the same time you know I believe that everything is purposed even our pain is purposed yes and I know it's hard to hear people to hear that yeah, but we going through these things for a lesson. I, be, I really believe certain things we go through in life is to teach. Yep. We go through something so it can make it easier for someone else. I really yep. do believe that. And that's yep. why I started this. I wanted to drop gems. I wanted to discuss certain things to help people um, mm-hmm. have a better quality of life. Yeah. And, and so the struggle. Yeah. And so at the end of the Hoponopopono, when persons would have you know, to slow their breaths and done the exercise when they actually start feeling that release, what I asked them to do, well, well, I mean, like, in, in my seminars, we burn. We actually burn the old thoughts, mm-hmm. the old feelings. So they um, write it down on a piece of paper and yeah. then we burn it. Okay. And then we burn it as we actually say the, 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 um, the ritual one more time. So as soon as you, you have, would have said it one more time, you actually light the fire and just watch the thoughts just go in an actual physiological aspect of the release. Well, in my office, since I'm, I can't burn anything, <laughs> I normally use a shredder. So I have them shredded, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, for the ones who've been able to go through the process, they have, I must say, most of the times they've said, you know, I didn't expect to feel this good this quickly. You know, and so sometimes you have to recognize that we're carrying around so much garbage, so much baggage, so much so much of our stuff and other people's stuff that we've taken on that it is very important for our mental health for us to release. And if, it, if, if sometimes that even means releasing daily, mm-hmm. you know, that's important. That is so important. I mean, it might seem, and so you have to carve out some of that time when you realize that, you know, there's some thoughts that you're struggling with today or some things that you feel about yourself that is very important to, again, acknowledge that it's there, identify exactly what it is those thoughts are, and be willing to go through that process of releasing those thoughts. 
exactly. releasing that emotion because when it stays, it's harmful. And if it, if it stays and we allow it to fester, I mean, it changes who we are. Not it's only that, well, what I'm thinking though too, that when, when those things fester, it turns, it could turn into disease. When we talk about cancer, Oh, I was just about to get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it ch when I say it changes who we are, it's not even just a communication, but what we call, we call it psychosomatic symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you're getting headaches that you ain't know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And it's because of all that stuff that you're carrying. You have hypertension, you have diabetes, and all of those things are coming from unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And as you so rightly said, the whole idea of cancer and other diseases in our bodies are coming from a lot of the emotional things that we're carrying around in our body because we haven't released them. It creates a toxic. Exactly. And that's why I said dis-ease. Your body's not a homeostasis. It's at dis-ease. It's not at ease. Yeah. we are holding on to so much things. That's toxin. Yep. Very toxic. So yeah, so, you know, um, it is very important for us to really go through that process on a daily basis. I find that at the end of every day, I because my work deals with, we, I see trauma almost every day. Um, and so, and not only trauma, but it's a very, it's a very tense working environment. And so, every day I go through that process of letting go. No, you, have to, you actually have to do it yourself. I actually have to do it myself. Because, as I said, I mean, I don't want to be bringing home that stuff to my husband. No. 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 Remember, I'm saying that it's, it's not just even, it's, you know, and you don't even, you want to be able to enjoy the rest of your evening. And by ignoring it, it comes back up the next day. Mm -hmm. You ignore it the next day. It comes back up even stronger the next day. Or well, years from now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what life is that? Mm -hmm. Exactly. What life is that? You know, walking around anger, bitter, and sick. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's a lot. It's a lot. Well, Fiona, um, I'm going to end on this note. In our next episode, part two of this series, we're going to be discussing um, spiritual and mental healing. And mm -hmm. there'll be some other techniques that we'll be talking about as well. Yes. So, um, Fiona, I thank you so much for um, joining me on this episode. Mm -hmm. And um, to everyone, I wish you well. Check out the next episode in part two of this series, Spiritual Mental Healing. Peace and blessings to you. for listening to just dropping gems podcast this episode is sponsored by hashtag pure romance by venice venice richards your pure romance consultant inspires women to enhance their intimate lives and take care of their sexual health book your party with her today info in the show notes or description box below it is also sponsored by keisha's gems and dropping gems publishing be sure to visit our website where we offer holistic solutions with the soul in mind. And check out my new book, Healthy Gems, Nourishing Practices and Self-Care Tips for Busy Individuals, available on Amazon or purchase an autographed copy on our website. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.droppinggems.com. That's D-R-O-P-P-I-N-G-G-E-M-Z.com. If you are interested in being a sponsor or advertising on this podcast, you can contact us at www.keishagems.com. That's K-E-I-S-H-A-G-E-M-Z.com. Or email us at K-E-I-S-H-A-G-E-M-Z at gmail.com. Much abundance to you. Peace and blessings.